I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. You, when the deal was done, should have known more than anyone. Those boys were gonna track you down. Lucky fool, your talisman, St. Christopher. Hi, this is Jenny Queen, and you are listening to the second episode of the Shiny New Podcast. Baby, it was real, and we were the best. I'm a singer and songwriter, and these episodes are unpacking some of the themes and inspirations behind my new record. It's a little bit roots, a little bit criminal with Phoebe Judge, and a whole lot of its own thing. Today, I'm talking with Emma Sutton expatriate Melburnian, an amazing wonder lawyer who recently left a white shoe firm to hang a shingle on the central coast of New South Wales. Hi, Emma. It's what? White shoe, shoe firm. Thing? Yeah, it's like a fancy firm. Isn't it blue-heeled? Oh, good I think white shoe, maybe it's an American thing. Okay. Well, the thing is, I wouldn't wear a white shoe to say. Oh, hell no. <laughs> I know you wouldn't. So I have so. a couple of questions about my introduction. <laughs> A, mm-hmm. is Melburnian a thing? Yeah. Melbourne, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, I yeah. have lived here long enough that I got it down. Yeah. Okay. And it's a good thing. Mm. <laughs> my, my friend misses home. Okay. My other thing is, obviously, not a white shoe firm. <laughs> Maybe her firm wasn't that fancy. What um, What is it called here? No, I was going to say blue collar, but it's obviously not that. It's just called a fancy firm. (laughs) She was at a fancy firm, and now she's at a not fancy uh, on her own firm. It's actually very hard to talk to you because I just feel like I'm going to imitate your accent the whole time. It's a fancy firm. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Don't, 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 don't do that. Okay. Okay, So. No, actually, that's what it's called. It's called a circle, a magic circle firm. Really? Yeah. It's like. The magic that you just imagine them hovering against all the poor, above the poor people. <laughs> I have never been one of those people who get to hover over. I have been one of the poor's being hovered over in my in my general life. I so, wasn't paid very well. It's just up there hovering. No, no, I get it. I get it. It makes total sense to me. I want to be a magic circle. That sounds like you get to be in the magic circle and you get like a mask and like a bag of candy. Wait, that's Halloween. That's Never totally mind. Okay. <laughs> you know what I got on my mind. Okay. So my first question is, what was behind your decision to bail on the big city and head up the coast? It's so lame. My boyfriend. It's so lame. <laughs> <laughs> it's Literally, not lame. I will be back there making Freaking billions if it wasn't for that lovely Billion. man. Billion. <laughs> He's a lovely man. He's a lovely and, man. And, I mean, ask me how I got to Australia. <laughs> yeah. The things we yeah. do for love, yeah. Actually, we wouldn't even be here if it wasn't for your man and my man. Yeah. Here. I mean, I would shaded. actually, I'd be somewhere. <laughs> actually, I'd probably I'd be, be in Melbourne. <laughs> I'd probably be in a writer's colony and Belize <laughs> starving. <laughs> 
<laughs> and alcohol. Oh, yeah. Um, <clears throat> so there's that. <laughs> All right. So actually, no, what happened was um, I was in the firm in Melbourne and I was actually, and then I moved to in-house, which is where you just be a lawyer for a company um, instead of at a law firm. And then Shane whisked me away up north and I tried to get a job up north and I worked somewhere for about a month. North means the central coast. And... I hated it. And there's no other firms up there. There's no other jobs. It's just the one. We have one firm. We are the Central Coast and we have one. No, we had one firm that I didn't like. And then there were just no jobs. All the firms are so little that there's just nowhere to work. Okay. Mm. So now, am I correct in saying you're practicing criminal law up there? Yeah, criminal law, which includes... uh, domestic violence orders too they're the kind of the two big things up on the central coast you don't really get a criminal case without a avo case too unfortunately dang Dang. okay so my original idea for this song and this podcast because this song is lucky fool and the song itself the character is doing all this crazy risky like basically drug running and general mayhem and he's running from people he owes money to and he runs mm. into this femme fatale and it's all just oh sh- shivers kind of stuff yep. Darn it. i know so my idea originally was to try to get a drug dealer to talk to but oh, you yeah, know you what me, yeah. that's not an easy thing to <laughs> do, you know, do when you said that i was like going through in my head would that client do it would that client talk to her what about that guy that i used to date would he talk to what? her <laughs> Instant date. Holy heck. Hi, Girl, glad you got the man you got now. Yeah, seriously. Okay. So anyway, my original idea was I want to talk to a drug dealer. And then I was like, yeah, that's not going to happen. So I'm now going to talk to my friend who's a criminal lawyer in a small town, which is actually a really cool way to do it. Yeah. So it, are the majority of your cases kind of like um, I got caught with an ounce of weed or like, what are they? <laughs> no, the majority of them are, um, there are some drug possession ones. Actually, the drug possession ones are more like little ditzy Sharon goes to a music festival and shoves a little something where she shouldn't and gets caught. That's a big thing. They, 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 yeah. they do that. Yeah, they do that. And they wrap it up in condoms or something. Oh, and good God. <laughs> the thing that is a bit ridiculous that I always find by the way, like clients come at me. But the thing that's so dumb about you is that they wrap it up in condoms usually and then they smear some sort of smelly thing like Vegemite on it and then they... And then they get a yeast infection like you wouldn't believe, yeah. like thrush, like for days. Yeah. But then okay. the thing is, if a, they're trying to get away from the sniffer dogs, obviously. But if a sniffer dog can get it through a suitcase, it's going to get it through a bit of Vegemite. Like it's oh, going to be able to smell it sure. through a bit. Yeah. So that's most of the drug ones, but the, um, the I mean, like the biggest impact on drugs is the domestic violence or the, you know, other criminal ones. Like pretty much most of my clients have a drug problem. I was going to, that's actually yeah. one of my questions for later is like, yeah, to what extent yeah. does drug abuse or drug, um, at the drug problem of um, figuring, yeah, contribute. Yeah. <laughs> Thank yeah. you, because I'm temporarily. I'm having a. I'm having a seizure here, and it's I am Vegemite. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having a Vegemite induced. No, seriously, the idea of putting Vegemite, Memo. which is I, 
Ah, I didn't even think about the yeast. Sugar infection. and yeast. I mean, isn't it like a? It smells like yeast, isn't it? It, has, it must have yeast in it. It's fermented or something, isn't it? Yeah, but it's worth it to have the three pills. At I don't the think dip-dip. so. <laughs> the, the three pills, and then you get to take an mm. entire course of those rocket launcher <laughs> mofos. I don't think so. No. Okay. Well. Well, with that done. <laughs> I'm moving on to another question because I am traumatized. <laughs> All right. I I pretty much intend to ask this question of everyone on the podcast. But so do you think that you can control your own fate and your own future? Or is it something that just gets away from you and you have to sort of adapt to? A huge question time. Boom. I dropped it on you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking outside like the answers out there. Um, God, no. I don't believe in fate or any of that stuff. So you think you choose your own adventure? Okay. I think you choose your own adventure, obviously, to an extent. Otherwise, it just depends on where you grew up, what you did, how much money you have, how much money your parents had, you know, if you have an education, blah, 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 all those obvious things. But the whole wanky, like, you know, the moon's out and... What does Amber talk about? (laughs) (laughs) Oh! Hi, Amber Amber, our last guest on the podcast. (laughs) No, she often says things to me like, and then I was standing in a field and there were the leaves everywhere and I'm in the country of the first people in the world and I just felt grounded. And I'm like... (laughs) No, it's just the, it's just like the moon phase thing where she's yeah. like, and I did it on the new moon, and so yeah. I know it's going to stick. And I'm like, yeah. wow. However, that said, I do remember when I was a kid, my the lady who babysat me and was for all intents and purposes my like grandmother. Mm. Whenever she would quit something or like um, wean kittens or I don't I, I don't wean I think you wean kittens I you don't do. know yeah, you I, wean, wean lambs I don't know we have a kitten. Is oh, that part I of the podcast? Heard. Of course it is. <laughs> yeah. All your good news is part of the podcast. But like whenever she would do something new, mm. um, she would do it on the new moon. Really? Yes. See, I don't even know when the moon the new moon is. Well, I is mean it the first of the month? It's on Google, dude. I mean <laughs> I've see that's the thing. I've never Googled that because I could just ask you or Amber. <laughs> exactly. And that is why you keep friends. <laughs> who are like researchers. Yeah. That's exactly right. It's funny. My, my, in fact, Michael, my partner, he's like all about full moon. He's like, yes, oh, yeah. when, the, when the moon is full, I like to party. Really? Right? <laughs> so he's always all over where the full moon is. I think it's bull. My whole like, view of him has just changed. <laughs> I just think it's something he picked up when he was a teenager and yeah. he's held on to for all these yeah. years. But, um, <laughs> and, and I know it's bull because like it, I have noticed the moon is full and he's like ah let's watch tv (laughs) but um that's not really what he sounds like (laughs) he's gonna listen to this crap (laughs) (laughs) he doesn't sound anything like that and he's a lovely human being this whole podcast has just turned into us bagging people (laughs) (laughs) oh wait i just wanted to talk about this whole like fate thing because like yeah i have this theory that um, being from lesser socioeconomic, Amber and I were discussing, we both come from this sort of like really crappy areas, mm. um, that coming from that kind of background can give you a more fatalistic sort of like, ah, screw it. There's nothing I can do oh, about yeah, it anyway. sure. yeah. Amber does not have that belief. No. You know how she is. She's like, I got this. I got She's this so for driven. you. Yeah. I've got this for you. <laughs> Jenny, pick it up. I got it for you. <laughs> I mean, she does that to me. She's like, "You are, you're getting up. You're, you can't wash your hair First and go step, for a you're walk." Up. <laughs> <laughs> totally, absolutely, can't wash your hair and clean your sink out. 
Yeah, no, that's totally how she is. With Wait, me. but do you have it? I can be a little like, ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, me too. It's just all how it is. But that could just be a little bit of like depression mm. or like, yeah, I think. Who yeah. knows? Who knows? Yeah. I am a mer- mercurial creature. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. I just means I change with the winds. Oh, okay. Up, down, all around. <laughs> anyway, so how do you figure that your average client would view the question? My average client wouldn't even think about the question. <laughs> <laughs> no, not even, not in a You're funny right. way. You know like, what? It wouldn't, <laughs> it wouldn't come up. I, I'm laughing. It's not funny. I'm laughing because, of course, they wouldn't. <laughs> if you're going to coat a condom in Vegemite and stick it in your Yoo-Hoo, Yaya. Uh, no, that's grandma, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Do not that's stick it in your grandma. <laughs> Oh, God. If you're going to do that, <laughs> you probably aren't going to sit around and be like, am I driven by fate or yeah. can I change my own future? Yeah. That's probably no, not. If they thought about it, they probably would think that they can change their future. I mean, it's not. So it's, then why don't yeah. I think I can half the time? <laughs> I have resources, damn it. I don't know. And there are times I think, I, I really do think there's something to the upbringing. Like, I just grew up around really down and out people. Mm. And I think maybe there's just something that's like, oh, well. Yeah. this It's the shit happens thing. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, shit yeah. happens. It is what it is. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> but I also kind of think, like, uh, I don't know how to say this without sounding condescending. So if it does sound condescending, we just edit that out. Um, yeah, yes. But I think there's something about if it's what you know, it's not particularly bad or, you know, no, not that it's not particularly bad, but I think for a lot of my clients, if their way of life is what they know, that idea of trying to change it isn't such an idea because it's what they know. Yeah. I absolutely understand that. it's not necessarily a bad thing. I absolutely understand that. Look, Mm. I I can remember going to dinner at people's houses, um, like when I was a little bit older and I went to the country club sets houses, <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh, shiz! You don't put the ketchup and the mustard and all that stuff like, on, on the, the table, table in yeah. the thing. You put right. them like in a separate in no a little jar like, guy. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. fascinates me still. I mean, we now I put them in the little thing because that's what my husband likes. But the extra you have washing, to, I know you have to wash extra is dishes. Is he up there washing? Is the husband washing after? The his? husband bought me a dishwasher. I'm cool. But <laughs> like it's a present for you. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, like, you know, and yeah. also this whole like you know, does a awfully lot of work <laughs> sort of thing. Yeah. So my next question is, and you started to do this. I'm really interested in this. Tell me in broad and non-disbarring strokes some of your most interesting cases. <laughs> Sorry. Do you, Honestly, there's just a pattern and they can be more or less interesting depending on the character of who your client is. But more recently, I've just found people basically having quote unquote normal lives, things going okay for them, you know, working jobs, earning money, getting married, having kids and then getting addicted to ice. And Wait, okay. (laughs) Hold up. Yeah. This is something that fascinates me because it happens in Ohio. It happens in Michigan. It happens in all these. Why? What's happening? Where's the big empty spot inside that we're filling up with ice? Um, I think it's boredom. That's what I hear anyway. Did they know that they have TV 
There's, <laughs> guys, they have Netflix. There's Netflix and popcorn. Yeah, but Netflix is boring too. You're sitting there scrolling for ages thinking you might as well have some ice. I guess. I mean, there's no, also... I don't know. I don't know. I, don't like, know. I feel like Netflix and Google together. I So, I don't know, but apparently this is just from what I've heard from a lot of the youth workers and, you know, counsellors and stuff that I deal with... Um, Apparently, a lot of the drug pushers really push up on the Central Coast, which is where I am. They really push on um, the labourers who have a lot of money and who a lot of, you know, dead time between like 3 p.m. when they finish work and, you know, the night time. And you know what else with labourers? Because I have have a bit of that in my family. Mm. They're physically whooped. Mm. Like you just don't feel good in your body because you've been working physically all day long. You got a backache. The doctor's doing nothing about it. Yeah. You keep going to the doctor saying, you know what? My back really hurts. Yeah. I'm like, here, have some ibuprofen. You're like, yeah. seriously? Seriously, no, my back. suck yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so there's, the, I, I mean, who knows? Like, I, you know, I took drugs in my youth and thank God I didn't ever get, oh, no, I did get addicted. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. <It's> fentanyl. <laughs> Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Are you kidding me? serious. You took fentanyl? I know. You nutball. No, not on purpose. I got it prescribed for me. I mean it nicely, but you psycho. How did you get it prescribed? So I had an operation when I was like 25. I forgot about that. And they split open my stomach. Do you like the part where I totally forgot that you had cancer? <laughs> Not only is she an amazing lawyer and an incredibly smart woman, she's also a cancer survivor. Totally forgot to mention that. Oh my god, I feel like that's <gasps> not in my bio. It should have been. Also, not survivor. Don't say survivor. Oh, sorry. It yeah. is kind of. It's, it does sound weird, doesn't it? Does. It? What do you like, call it? Like a cancer beater up or what? The fuck? <laughs> no, I still have it. It doesn't go away. It doesn't go no. away. No, I mean not badly. Like I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> and she's a also a, t- <laughs> a ticking time bomb, folks. <laughs> what is that? Getting quick. <laughs> Oh, my God. Okay. 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 Back up. Back up. Um, yeah, so I had this big operation, and I it was really full on. I wasn't prepared for it. It was so – I remember the surgeon saying, you'll be in and out in a week. It'll be fine. And um, I was 25. I was, you know, on the cusp of all the exciting things. I'd just finished uni, and um, I just basically became – um, dependent on painkillers, just normal ones like oxys and, you know, those, like the strong painkillers. I was in so much pain that it was normal. I didn't think anything of it. So then I went to my GP one day for whatever and I told him what I was taking and he was like, hey, you know, if I took that, I'd be dead, you know, because you build up a tolerance to yeah, it. That is so, how they work. Yeah. So, he, you know, he completely freaks me out. So I went back to, I was with the palliative care team at the hospital and I went back to them. You're with the palliative care? Okay, wait. Oh, yeah, because care also means painkilling, yeah, not you're going to... Yeah, yeah, okay, good. Yeah. I'm back or. on board. Uh, <laughs> and so I went back to the doctors, uh, to the palliative care team, and I said, you know, my doctor's freaking out. 
they looked over my stuff and they were like, oh, yeah, probably we shouldn't. Probably we shouldn't have you on those painkillers. Why don't we give you the fentanyl lollipops? Oh, shut up. And I didn't know anything. This is 10 years ago and fentanyl you know, wasn't in the news. Like I didn't It wasn't in the news because they're manufacturing it in Mexico, sending it up to the US as um, Vicodin and killing entire like towns in in, in, like, I don't know, Manchester. Is fentanyl Vicodin? No, it's not at all. It's not even a little bit. It's fentanyl. It's a a big, fat, giant painkiller. It's an industrial strength painkiller. It's mental. But what's happening is for some reason, and I can't work out why, Maybe it's cheaper to make. I don't know. They're they're like yeah. they're packaging it as other really? less le- lesser painkillers, oh. and it's what's behind a lot of the overdose um, epidemic in the U.S. Well, I knew it was behind that, but I didn't realize it was because of mislabeling. Mislabeling, yeah. yeah. I just thought everyone was onto a new thing. No, apparently, um, it's people buying pills mm. and thinking that they're one thing. And instead, there's something else entirely. Oh, that's so sad. It is, um, actually. Yeah. So uh, they gave me the fentanyl lollipops. And this right here. Lollipops is that get you off your face. The most a weird insane thing. thing. I bet, like, it's so insane. So these lollipops, um, they're like, you know, those bracelets that you get when you're little with the. The chalky ones? Yeah. And uh-huh. you bite it off. Uh-huh. And it tastes yum. They have necklaces, s- too. I know all and about underwear. edible. <laughs> what? Underwear. Shut up. What? I'll what, buy what? you one. That, no, I'm, again, yeast infection. What <laughs> up? No. Go you ahead. Well, I mean, I don't understand people and yeah. edible, like, I don't get it. That's weird. But go ahead. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, and the whole, th- so they taste like that. And, you know, they're lollipop size. And the way that it releases the painkiller, like the aspect of it, is if you rub them. So you're meant to rub them against, like, the side of your mouth or under your tongue. Um, you know, they you're meant to kind of move them to release the painkiller, right? So, and once you do that, you get kind of like an immediate, it's not like a really big hit. It's just like a, it's maybe like a Valium or something, like a soft kind of, you just feel a little bit calmer and the pain goes away. And you you know, you feel a bit better, um, but you don't feel high or anything. But it's just the strangest thing to me that they would make it so comforting. So, you'll, you know, you're lying in bed and you're sucking on this yum lollipop. It's like... So that is truly bizarre. But it's maybe so it's actually not for your cohort, like your age group. Maybe yeah. it's for pediatric or something yeah. and they just gave it to you because they're like. Who's giving a kid fentanyl though? I don't yeah, know. I don't, don't want to think about this. No. This is a fun podcast. <laughs> what well, have you done to my so. podcast? You, Emma, on the second <laughs> episode, you broke my podcast. I am, it's kind of funny because I, no, it's not really funny, but I am. God love her. Hiding fentanyl lollipops under my pillow. Oh, like, I would totally with my do that. my ex-boyfriend. Like, yeah. He's like, no, 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 I'm not having any more. What? And then as soon as he went to sleep, I'd like secretly open a fentanyl lollipop. It makes sense that you would do that because of the tolerance creation yeah. thing, right? So you're like, you're still in pain. Yeah. You still yeah. have the same pain that you have to get you rid of. You just need more lollipop. <laughs> <laughs> I have the same pain. I need more lollipop. I will hide the lollipop under my pillow. Exactly. What? <laughs> so yeah, it's obvi- It's so easy to get addicted to something. It's actually it's so really sad. <laughs> it's really sad. And I'm and I'm really sorry for your clients. And it actually totally completely ties into this song because this person, Emma Song, has made colossally bad choices. Finds yeah. himself in uh, one of those situations where 
where you think you're driving the car, you think you're in control, and yeah. uh, you know you've got addiction at play, you've got a toxic relationship at play, you've got whatever, and suddenly you're like, "Ow, I got none of this," and, yeah. but it's like way too late by the time you realize that all your bad choices packed, you know, yeah. kind of gotten up on you. Um, Should I have also, listened to the song before this? Nah. Okay, good. I love the fact that your man produced the song. <laughs> <laughs> And you're like, oh, should I listen to it? Um, but that's cool. In general, do I have to? Oh, never, huh? Never. Also, I love the fact that this like this character in in the song, he's got like his. I or I should say like hmm. this this character, his like moral compass is. I I would I don't want to say that everyone who um, has an addiction problem and a bad relationship would run drugs. No. Um, and you know, have a gun in the front seat and all that. He's got a messed up moral compass. Yeah, I feel like that's yeah. like a PSA. <laughs> My public service announcement is: no judgment. This guy's messed up. <laughs> it's fiction, y'all. It's fiction that I sing. Okay, I was going to ask you. This is another like just lawyerly opinion thing. Yeah. In the movies, and I have to say, I just watched the. Did you see Twenty Second of July? That. Um, it's okay. It's about the massacre at Utrea in Norway. That uh, yeah, fascist yeah, yeah. psycho that guy. Crazy. It was horrible. I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah, I know. It's unfortunate that I watched it because I had managed to forget about it too. <laughs> <laughs> um, that a horrible guy, uh, horrible. Brevik, who yeah. shot up the camp. And anyway, in the movies, and especially in this case, there are always the defense lawyers who have to take indefensible cases they have to defend these horrible people and they always say you know it's because it's necessary to the rule of law to defend yeah you know nazis absolutely (laughs) horrible people Um, do you agree with this yeah 100 percent um it's look you're gonna hear a million times from a million people everyone deserves a lawyer Everyone deserves a good lawyer, um, so don't hire me. <laughs> and a lawyer that, you know, is going to do their very best. You don't have to believe um, – you don't have to believe that someone's innocent or, you know, particularly like the person to be a good lawyer to them. But right. I just think, like, it's such a slippery slope if we choose who doesn't deserve a good lawyer, like, you know, someone who's raped and killed someone or – yeah. So God bless the like lawyers, that. though, because I mean, real, I do actually agree that yeah. it, it's necessary to the system, to the way it all works for yeah. all of us. It's important to have lawyers who can and will mount a good defense yeah. for everyone. But, but it's, I would hate to have to right. do it. Well, the thing, no, I don't know. I I don't mind doing it at all. Um, it's look, you're going to hear a million times from a million people. Everyone deserves a lawyer. Everyone deserves a good lawyer, um, so don't hire me. <laughs> and a lawyer that, you know, is going to do their very best. You don't have to believe um, – you don't have to believe that someone's innocent or, you know, particularly like the person to be a good lawyer to them. But right. I just think, like, it's such a slippery slope if we choose who doesn't deserve a good lawyer, like, you know, someone who's raped and killed someone or – yeah. So God bless the like lawyers, that. though, because I mean, real, I do actually agree that yeah. it, it's necessary to the system, to the way it all works for yeah. all of us. It's important to have lawyers who can and will mount a good defense yeah. for everyone. But, but it's, I would hate to have to right. do it. Well, the thing, no, I don't know. I I don't mind doing it at all. I just think it's such a slippery slope if you choose who doesn't deserve that. Who you know who gets to choose and who. 
anyway, so I, and I find that you're not actually really a lot of the time or most of my job isn't um, defending in terms of guilty or not guilty. It's about sentencing. So, you know, most clients plead to what they've done. Um, they really do. It's just more again about mitigation of sentence, which really is just telling the judge their side of the story, right. or about their background and circumstances. If they have an addiction, it's really important. If they, you know, how they grew up is important. All of those okay. things are, you know, what the judge considers when they're determining a sentence. And it's also about getting them help if it's a drug addict and you know they've caused, they've done a series of robberies or whatever it is. Um, it's about finding out whether or not they can be rehabilitated and of course. go back into the community. So if you didn't have lawyers, judges wouldn't know any of that. Right. And ideally you want people in, back in the community yeah, in a functioning capacity. Yeah. Yeah. Right. No, that's cool, actually. I like this. All right. Well, my last question for you, I guess, is do you have an opinion on legalization of um I don't know, scheduled substances? I don't know, drugs? I don't know what you call them. Scheduled substances? Like scheduled, illegal drugs? Yeah, illegal, illegal, illegal drugs. Illegal? <laughs> <laughs> drugs that have been illegal. I haven't been on anything. Um, <laughs> I think um, I don't like the idea of it becoming, you know, so commonplace that kids and whatnot just think it's completely normal. Um, and look, I think... They Do you probably think, think that it's they think it's abnormal anyway? <laughs> so that was maybe a dumb thing to say, but I don't, I don't, I like the idea of it kind of being something um, that people understand is dangerous. I definitely think. Look, society's at a point, and everyone's at the point where most people are trying drugs, um, and most people are getting into trouble because of it. You know, either through the legal channels or just through their life in general. Um, and drugs are such a big part of what I do, uh, and such a big reason for people um, committing domestic violence. Yeah, it's a really big reason, um, as well as robberies and you know, just lives getting off track, whatever the track's meant to be. Um, so I got, I, I do get worried about them being legalized because of that, because I think it becomes like maybe it'll become more and more prevalent. But then also lots of people are taking them anyway. And I don't like the idea that it's, you know, it's so difficult to get help for it. So maybe if they were legalized, you know, those, those places would be more, you know, rehab might be more. They could spend available. the money on rehab and education yeah, and all instead that. instead of policing. Um, I also, you know, there's been cases recently in New South Wales where at music festivals, again, police have, um, you know, there's those safe pill place or pill testing tents. Have you heard mm -hmm. about them? I have actually. Yeah. So you can go in there and get your pill tested, basically your, your ecstasy or whatever you're taking and, you know, by basically find out if it's going to kill you. Um, well, yeah. I guess that's, I'm, I'm, I'm all, I'm a harm minimization fan. Yeah. Um, which is, which is awesome. Because people are, in my opinion, people are yeah. as a rule going to do what people are going to do. Gonna do and if we can do. just stop yeah. them from killing themselves, that'd yeah. be awesome. But then the issues with that is that, you know, there are lots of cases where afterwards the police will just follow those people who have come out of that, you no, know, they pill don't. testing place Seriously? and arrest them. It's ridiculous. Like, oh, it's so ridiculous. Mean. That's like, you know, it's interesting. Over here in Australia, I have noticed mm -hmm. at 
midnight mass, you'll see the police set up an RBT. Is that what it's called? Yeah, RBT. Outside of midnight mass. And it's like, dude, you know all the Catholics are drinking and going to mass. Are you kidding me? <laughs> At least they do in America. I This is not like, I'm not casting aspersions. I've just been in the situation with the, with the family. Yeah. Um, but like, seriously. Yeah, they go where they know they're going to find Or like you. at the Navy base in yeah. the morning on, yeah. <laughs> on Sunday. It's, that's just mean. These it people is. are serving the country. I don't want them drink driving at all. But, oh, yeah. ouch. But especially with the pills, too. Like, they're doing it safe. At least they're finding out whether yeah. or not it's safe. Like, it just seems so harsh. It's really complicated, isn't it? Yeah. And, and we're probably not going to solve the issues here today. I don't think so. I feel like I should jump in here and say, and I will find these numbers and then supply them. Mm. Um, if you are in a situation of domestic violence or danger and you need emergency phone numbers, um, I will find them for you and I will yeah. put them in here. I will edit them in here now. Yeah. Yep. Um, also, can we go back? Yeah. Just for a second. Because I don't think, think I phrased my question right. Which question? Well, no, no, my answer right. I <laughs> say, so you didn't ask me, Jack, sister. <laughs> <laughs> sister, so cool. Um, no, the answer, the answer to your question about legalizing drugs or not, I just find it so hard to answer because I want to be all liberal and you know hey legalize it and everyone will be fine and we'll all get you know we'll all figure it out but then also like no i think you're gonna lose quite a few people if you do that i don't know i don't think my people are listening to this um but i do <laughs> i don't mean you as a uh, lawyer i think as a society yeah you're gonna um, have a certain <laughs> amount yeah i think me. as a society you'll have a certain amount of attrition yeah, it just if that happens, yeah. it's just how it goes. It just scares it me. It just yeah, I don't know. That idea just scares me. Then I do completely understand that more people will have so much more help. I have a little kid, so it really freaks me out thinking yeah. like he could just like rock up to the local chemist and be like, yeah. "I would like an ounce of your best, um, whatever, sir." Because yeah. <laughs> if it's legal, it's not as scary. Your best it's... LSD, thanks. <laughs> It's um, so scary. I know, <laughs> especially for little kids like my kid, who's oh, just anyway, he's paranoid yeah. as it is. Yeah, um, <laughs> does not need the drugs. Yeah. Let's I don't just, know. Like you know, let's just. How about we put me in charge, and I will choose who gets what. <laughs> you are like, so you not You need choosy. Valium. You need whiskey. <laughs> you over there. You need an imagination. You need. You need LSD. <laughs> What do you think? Can I be in charge? <laughs> no. Okay, fine. <laughs> I'm going to leave you guys with a listen to Lucky Fool, the song we've been talking about today. I'm Jenny Queen, and this is... Emma Sutton. Thanks for listening. Thanks. Hi, everyone. This is Nick, Jenny's producer. We want everyone out there to be safe and well. And for those of us experiencing difficulties with domestic violence, drug, or any other form of abuse, we urge you to reach out. Trained professionals like the folks at Lifeline live to help those people in trouble. If you or someone you know needs help, please contact Lifeline on 13 11 14. In the event of emergency, always call triple zero. And for anyone needs uh, who needs a lawyer out there, the New South Wales Law Society has a great pro bono scheme. Uh, give them a call, 992-6033. They'll help you find a great lawyer who will do it for free. Hey, that rhymed! You, when the deal was done, should have known more than anyone. Those boys were going to track you down. Lucky fool, your talismans ain't Christopher, that loaded gun. Now, 
There's one last ridge to run Drive through the night White crosses and methamphetamine Headlights, road signs, ghost lines Gunning it for speed The hunter is the hunted One of most of the most wanted Shut her mouth with those pretty lips Just what it is they see Stupid girl with golden hair Earl's tattoo legs down to there Now she's across and got a bear Boxed in the shadows behind you Knuckles bruised and raw What will you do when they find you And they ask you what you saw Say the hunter is the hunter Wanted most of the most wanted Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 